In regards to Parshas Tetzaveh, the Balaturim says that this is the only Sedra from the time Moshe Rabbeinu was born, where the name, his name is not mentioned, Moshe Rabbeinu is not, his name is not mentioned, all the way until Mishnah, Torah, Tulchumish Dvarim. And the reason is because Moshe said, this was in continuation to the story of the Egel, where Hashem wanted to destroy the Jews, Chas v'shalom, and Moshe Rabbeinu said that if you're going, if not, if you're not going to forgive them, erase me from the Sefer that you have written. And since the curse of a Chacham, of a Tzaddik, even if it's only conditional, nevertheless it's fulfilled, and therefore it was fulfilled, and Moshe Rabbeinu's name is erased from this Sedra from Pashas Tetzavah. Now we know that everything in Torah, every detail is precise, so we need to say that the fact that Pashas Tetzavah was chosen, that it's this Pasha where the Mecheni Namesifracha is being fulfilled. Now Mecheni Namesifracha is a passage that says later in Parshas Kisisa, which comes after Parshas Tetzavah. So, specifically says the Rebbe, it would have seemed to be more fitting to hint this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu's words were fulfilled, even though they were conditional, seemingly it would have been fitting to hint to this idea in one of the Parshas that come after, and we know already that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Mecheni no erase me. So we must say that there must be a connection between the idea of Mecheni, no Mesifracha, with the ideas in Parshas Tetzavah, with the Teuchel, with the content of this Parsha. So we need to understand what is the connection between Mecheni and the content of Parshas Tetzavah, where Parshas Tetzavah is about the command of lighting the Menorah, making the Big Day Kohuna, the clothes for the Koyanim, preparing Aaron and his children for the work in the Mishkan, making them his Beachaktoiros. How is this all connected? Says the Rebbe, we also need to understand. When we say, Lohiskir Moshe Bezehaseide, the Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned in this parsha, is not that the parsha doesn't talk about Moshe Rabbeinu, but rather that his name isn't mentioned. But of course, in the parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is, is discussed. In fact, many, many psukim are about Moshe Rabbeinu. It's just that his name is not mentioned. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, the very beginning of the Parsha, the name of the Parsha, which as we know, hints to the content of the whole Parsha, is Vi'ato Tetzava, who is Vi'ato? Vi'ato is referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Furthermore, the word Vi'ato, as the Kliyokar says, your very essence. Vi'ato means your essence. And as we know that the essence is obviously much deeper and much greater, a greater, higher level in the person than that which is connected with the name. We know the idea that a name is in order that someone else should be able to call the individual by that name. But then there's the essence of the person, which is completely higher and deeper than having any sort of connection with someone else, and therefore higher than the idea of a name. Says the Rebbe, so if that's the case, it follows that on the contrary, the way that the Mecheni, that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not being mentioned by name, in the Atatetzavah, seems to be showing on something that it's something even greater is being mentioned about Moshe Rabbeinu. His very essence, which is greater, and has, is, is, it has a greater quality than the name Moshe. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by first prefacing, the explanation in what this was all about, the greatness of this request of Moshe, of Mecheni no Mesifrocha to erase me from the Sefer that you have written, which Rashi explains meaning to be erased from the whole Sefer Torah. What's so great about this? We know that the idea of Moshe, Moshe's very identity, in a certain sense, is the idea of Torah. Chazal say, Torah nikras al that the Torah is called 
by the name of Moshe. Why? Because Moshe gave his life for the Torah. So from this we understand, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, erase me from the Sefer, from the whole Sefer Torah, that means this is something that's touching at the very core of who Moshe Rabbeinu is, because Moshe Rabbeinu is one with the Torah. And who is Moshe Rabbeinu standing up for? Who is he giving up this idea of being in the Torah for? It's in order to bring atonement for the Cheta Egel, which as we know, this is considered the most severe, the most serious sin, to the extent that all other sins, all other Averis of future times, and their punishments are always connected to Cheta Egel, as it says in this very Parsha itself, when it discusses the Cheta Egel in Parsha's Kisisa, it says, V'yoyim pakdi, ufakadati aleim chatasim, that whenever Hashem says, whenever I'm going to take an account for Averis, whenever I'm going to remember the Yidin's Averis and punish them, it's always going to include somewhat, some part of the Cheta Egel as well. So the question is, how does it make sense that Moshe is putting his very, very identity on the line. Which again, it's his, his very being is the idea of Torah. So why is he doing this for this portion of the Yidin, for this section of the Yidin, for this group that sinned in the Egel, including those that actually made the Egel, which is of course completely the opposite and contrary to lo not to have idols, and Lysasa, not to make idols, etc., these are people that are completely torn away, Rahman and Litzlan, from the Torah. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu giving up his whole identity, his connection with Torah for these people? The Rebbe says another thing we need to understand is, what is Moshe Rabbeinu really asking? What is the content? What is he actually saying? If not, erase me from the Sefer, from the whole Torah. The question is, what is the connection between these two ideas? That if Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to forgive the Yidin for the Chet HaEgel, then erase me from the Torah. What's the connection between these two ideas? So Rashi explains that what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to ensure is that people shouldn't say regarding Moshe that you weren't worthy to ask mercy for the Yidin. But the Rebbe says, seemingly this question is not so simple. This answer, excuse me, this explanation of Rashi is not so simple and smooth. From the Pasuk it sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu's argument and claim from Hashem is that Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to actually achieve the atonement for the eagle to the extent that he's ready to be erased. Not that he's just concerned about himself, that peop, what people are going to say about him, that he wasn't worthy. And more importantly, says the Rebbe, if we're speaking about such an idea, of making sure that chas v'shalom, it shouldn't happen that the Ebesheh should forgive the Yidin for this tremendous sin. So in what way could it even be significant to Moshe Rabbeinu what people are going to say about him? Is that the issue over here? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, Moshe Rabbeinu is mamish one thing with Klal Yisroel with all of the Yidin. To the extent that you cannot separate Moshe Rabbeinu from Yidin generally, and even from each individual. Or as to quote Rashi elsewhere, Moshe who Yisroel, Moshe is the Yidin, and Yisroel a Moshe, and the Yidin are Moshe. And this is also why the Cheto Egel affected a Yerida, a descent in Moshe. Chazal tell us on the Pesach, when Hashem says to Moshe, after the Cheto Egel, Lech Reid, go down, meaning going down from the mountain, Chazal tell us it means Hashem says to Moshe, go down from your greatness. In other words, because of the Chet Egel, this impact that Moshe is having a Yerida. Now seemingly, Moshe had no connection to the Chet Egel at all. 
it wasn't even like in the situation where you could have someone that yesh be other limchis, meaning that he could try to protest or stop someone from doing the Aveda. Moshe isn't even in that category. Because Moshe Rabbeinu at the time of the Chet HaEgel was on the mountain, both physically as well as in his spiritual state. He was completely removed from what's going on, so he definitely cannot be blamed in any way for what's going on. So why should the Egel, the Chet HaEgel impact him? But the explanation is because Moshe is mamish one with the Yidin. And therefore his greatness is given and is one thing. It, 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 it's act, ap, absolutely one with the greatness of the Yidin. And therefore the Chet HaEgel automatically causes a Yidin, a Yerida, some sort of descent from Moshe Rabbeinu as well. Says the Rebbe, this oneness of Moshe Rabbeinu with the Yidin is even deeper than his oneness, than his unity with the Torah. And the Rebbe says, just like we find this in regards to Hashem and the Yidin, that the oneness of Hashem and the Yidin are on a very, very deep level to the extent that even though we say, Hashem and the Torah are all one, as we know the inner meaning of the Maimar Chazal, where Hashem says, Ano nafshik sovis yehovis, which is explained to mean that Hashem had himself, nafshi himself, written and given into the Torah, invested into the Torah, Hashem is found in the Torah. And nevertheless, despite how one Hashem is with the Torah, the oneness of the Yidden with Hashem is even deeper and higher than that of Hashem in the Torah. As the Chazal say, that Yisrael, Kodmu, the Yidden, precede even the Torah in their connection to Hashem. And the Rebbe says in a similar way, it's actually as a result of the synthesis like by Hashem like that. In a similar way, it's also by Nesiyah Hadoir, by the leaders of the generations. Again, to quote Rashi, Nasi Hadoir Ukechol Hadoir, the Nasi of the Doir is like the whole generation, meaning that his oneness with the Yidden, his unity with the Yidden of his generation, is even a greater oneness than that with the Torah, than that which he has with the Torah. The Rebbe says this is true, also by tzaddikim generally, we know that tzaddikim doimim leboyram, that tzaddikim are similar and compared to their creator, that even though on the one end they invest themselves completely, they're completely given, and they're found in the inyanim of Torah that they learn, especially, especially their chidushay Torah, nevertheless that doesn't come close to their oneness with the Yidden, especially to those Yidden that have a connection to them, and therefore they have more of a responsibility to them, as the expression goes regarding tzedakah, that is a concept of aniyei ircha, those poor people that are closest to you, and so too in this case, their children, their talmidim, etc. Or to use the Lashon Apostle that says, Avram Avinu, it is hanefesh asher, also those people that he was specifically makarev. So therefore, by tzaddikim too, there's this idea that there's a special closeness, even closer than their closeness with the Torah, the closeness to the Yidin. Says the Rebbe, this is now the explanation of what Moshe Rabbeinu was asking. And the reason why he's putting on what we said before is his very identity, which is connected to Torah, and yet he's putting all of that aside for these people that serve the ego. And what is that? Since the oneness of Moshe with Yidin is even higher and greater than his unity with the Torah, therefore the result is in both ideas. Number one, says the Rebbe, is that his Mesiras Nefesh for the Yidin proceeds and is higher even, comes before even his Mesiras Nefesh for Torah. So they come even before the Torah. Before getting to the second point, where the Rebbe is going to elaborate to speak about that this goes for every single Yid, but the Rebbe first brings another example for this idea of a Yid's connection with Hashem. 
is even deeper than this idea of Torah. The Rebbe says, it's known, what says in the Sefer called Magid Meshorim. It says regarding the Beis Yosef, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, that he was supposed to merit, he was supposed to be Zoycha, to have Mesiras Nefesh al Kiddush Hashem. For a certain reason, it was actually considered a punishment for something, this didn't happen, he wasn't Zoycha to this. Now if the Beis Yosef would have had the opportunity to be Mekadosh Hashem, to die for Hashem, the sanctity of Hashem's name, he then wouldn't have the opportunity to make the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch from which Torah had come out to all of the Yidden, instruction to all of the Yidden. So in other words, his Mesiras Nefesh, his Kiddush Hashem, is in a certain sense, would take away this opportunity to publish the Sefer. And nevertheless, what are we saying? It's considered a punishment. Why is it a punishment? Because notwithstanding how high and great the idea of Torah is, and that's what he ended up doing, Shulchan Aruch, but we're saying there's something that would have been even greater, and that is Mesiras Nefesh al-Kiddush Hashem. What's the Mesiras Nefesh? Having Mesiras Nefesh, because one is a Yid, and if he's a Yid, he's one with Hashem. So in other words, again, this oneness uh, with Hashem is is higher than the union of his connection to the union of Torah. And that's why it was considered a punishment. You're not going to be able to have Mesiras Nefesh. You'll only be able to, so to speak, be able to author the Sefer and Torah. But back to the point that we're discussing. So first of all, Moshe Rabbeinu is having Mesiras Nefesh for the Yidna, and that comes before even his investment in Torah. And number two, that his oneness, and therefore his Mesiras Nefesh, with and for every single Yid, is the, no matter what type of situation that person is in, even those people that make the ego. Why? Because since this is, as we just said, higher than Torah even, so therefore it's not cancelled out by the fact that a Yid had torn himself away from Torah, as the Chazal say, that even a person sinned, Yisrael, who is still a Yid. Says the Rebbe, now will understand what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, when he says, if you forgive their sin, all is good, and if not, erase me from your Sefer. What Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is, if the Chaita Egel is so severe, that as far as Torah is concerned, from the perspective of Torah, Torah leaves no room for forgiveness. Meaning to say, Hashem would forgive the Yidin. But so to speak, as if the Torah is demanding and holding back that Yidin should be forgiven. So then Moshe Rabbeinu's request and his demand is, erase me from the Sefer, from Torah. And what then happens is, that at this point, standing in an open and revealed way, not covered at all, Moshe's deepest, essential, most essential connection with the Yidin, and as a result of that also, the oneness of Yidin with Hashem, which is higher even than the, than the oneness with Torah, and as a result of this unity of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Yidin, and the Yidin with Hashem, as a result of this comes the Kapara for Chaita Egel, and then once again, of course, the Yid can be reconnected with the Torah. Says the Rebbe, now we could start understanding the connection between all of this request of Moshe of Machaini to the parsha of Yata Tetzava. This is Achdus, this oneness of Moshe with all of the Yidin, which is even higher than Torah, which is expressed by him saying Machaini no Mesifracha, is brought out in the idea of Yata Tetzava as B'nai Yisroel. One of the explanations of Yata Tetzava as B'nai Yisroel means, Yata is you, the essence of Moshe, Tetzave means connects. The word Tetzave is the word Tzavsavachibur connection. You, Moshe Rabbeinu, are Mitzave, you connect, you join all Yidin together to be as one Mitzias, as one entity. How is that? 
So this is again connected to the essence of Moshe. As far as the various different levels of Moshe that are connected with the darga of a shame of a name, these are various different levels of the neshama, all the way up to even the yechida level of the neshama. Now yechida is also only one of the names of the neshama. So as far as these names are concerned, or these levels of Moshe are concerned, we only reach to the level of what's called giluyim, up above. The more revealed levels. But as those levels are not higher than Torah. Torah is also called Shmois of Shalakadish Baruch, the names of Hashem. So as far as these levels of Moshe Rabbeinu, we're not reaching to a level that's higher than Torah. And therefore, from this level, we also can, it cannot be achieved also the special bonding and unity and connection that, is, that combines all Yidin Mamish equally. You wouldn't achieve that either. It's only from the level of the Atat the very, very essence of Moshe, that's higher than any name, higher than any title and description. This is the very essence of the Nefesh, which cannot be described by any of the five names of the Neshama. And this is the one that's really connected with the ultimate Atta, the real Atta, which is the very essence of Hashem Himself. As we know, it's only regarding Hashem Himself that we can say Atta, Loshen Neuchach, in second person, directly to Hashem in present tense, right now, Atta, we, Hashem is right here all the time, we point to Hashem Atta. We also know Shem Shamayim Shagar Bifikoyl, that Hashem's name is on the mouth of everyone, even little children, as the Alter Rebbe explains, Hashem is all over, that's when we say Atta. That's the real Atta, is the Atta, the essence of Hashem. So when Moshe Rabbeinu, the very essence of Moshe, is connected with the very essence of Hashem, he brings about also that connection also of every single Yid, the very essence of all of the Yidin are now, is now revealed, even people that serve the eagle, and they're all united as one Metzius, because of the essence, their essence, which is all one, with Moshe Rabbeinu and with Hashem. Says the Rebbe, this is also the connection between Va'ata Tetzava and the continuation, the different things we have in the Parsha. So we first of all have a Yikhu Lecha Shemen, the, 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 the Pasuk is saying that you should command that they should bring oil to you, to Moshe Rabbeinu, to bring for Lahalus near Tommy to light the everlasting lamp in the Beis Hamikdash. And the question is, lighting the candles is going to be through Aaron. So why does the Pasuk say the Yikhu Lecha to bring to you, to Moshe? So the explanation that's given for this is that Aaron on his own only impacts those types of hidden that are already considered neiris, already like lamps. Those that are ready to shine with a neir mitzvah of Torah oil. To be oiv de Hashem, those that are prepared to serve Hashem. But as a result of a yikhoi lecha, because the oil is being brought to Moshe, which as we said, Moshe is the one that connects, that reveals that connection and connects every single yid all together and with Hashem. So now he achieves that all the yid, and even the most simple ones, their essence is also being revealed and they're also connected now as well. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand the connection between the to the general ideas in the Parsha. And that's why we said the name of Moshe is not mentioned in the whole Parsha. Because in the whole story about the Kohuna of Aaron and his children in the Sedra, what's being emphasized is, the whole time we find that it ha- it's all happening through Moshe. Right in the beginning, the Pasuk starts, the Ata Hakrei Ve'lechas Aaron, you bring Aaron closer. Aaron and his children, Lechanoili, that they'll be serving me as Koyanim. You, Moshe, should be making the big day Kodesh, the holy garments for Aaron, your brother. And so too, the whole preparation of the Kohuna of Aaron and his children, the whole Parsha is all about Moshe Rabbeinu being the one to achieve this, to, to, to bring this about, as discussed at length in the Parsha. 
So one of the explanation is, as we just explained regarding the Menorah, Aaron Akoyin on his own, his Indian is Kuhuna, the Kedusha of the Mishkan. And therefore the avoid of his Kuhuna would mainly be able to impact those that are Oivdei Hashem, people that are servants of Hashem, that have an open connection to the Menorah of the Mishkan and to the Mikdash. But because it's the Atta that Moshe Rabbeinu is the one bringing close Aaron, your brother, to bring a, be a Koyin to me. So then the Kuhuna of Aaron is in a way that it's actually going to impact all of the Eden, even the most simple ones. And this is also one of the reasons why right after the Chinuch of Aaron, preparing Aaron for the Avoida, comes the Tzivui, the command for the Mizbeach, Miktar Ktoiris of the Mizbeach Aktoiris. Seemingly, the command for making this inner Mizbeach should have been earlier on in Pasha's Truma, together with the command for the other Kalim of the Mishkan, including the outer Mizbeach, the Mizbeach that the other Korbanis who brought on. So the explanation is because this idea that Kuhuna, Kuhunas Aaron has to specifically be connected to all the Eden, as we just explained, and that happens because of Moshe Rabbeinu, is specifically expressed in the idea of Ktoiris. Chazal tell us, call Tainus, any fast, that you don't have Poishe Yisroel, the sinners of the Eden, participating as well, is not considered a fast. Why? Because in the Ktoiris, one of the spices in the Ktoiris was called the Chelbana, which had a very, very bad smell. And yet the Pasek is counting it as amongst the spices of the incense. This is similar to, and that's why Rishon, Poshe Yisrael also have to be together with all the Eden and the Tainus. Says the Rebbe, so this is about the Ketoris. So this is similar to what we said before, the Moshe Rabbeinu is having the Mesiras Nefesh, even for the Oisei Oegel, for those that made the Ego. Especially, says the Rebbe, this is true Ketoris generally. This is especially true regarding the Avoid of the Ketoris of Yom Kippur, as it also says in the end of the Parsha, V'chiper Aaron al-Karnoisov, that Aaron brings the kapara on the horns of the Mizbeach, Achaz Bashana once a year, Yechapara of the Sechem. So it's again all about the kapara that comes specifically for, for every type of Yid. The Rebbe concludes with an amazing Hira in Avodah Hashem. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu was ready to forgo and to give up on his greatest Indian, his connection with Torah, but for the sake of Yidin, and even for those that did the Egel, says the Rebbe, and this is even more than V'yohavtol Recha Kamoicha, Loving your fellow as yourself. Kamoicha of Moshe is Torah. That means his whole identity is all permeated. It's all about Torah. So Kamoicha would be up until Torah. But he's ready to give up everything, even his connection with Torah itself. In order to be one with Yidin, including even these Yidin, the Rahman and were torn away from the Torah. Says the Rebbe the same thing. Moshe Rabbeinu as the Raya Mehemna as a faithful shepherd wanted, and he gave every single Yiddukoyach in every single time and place that we too should act in this way. And now we'll go back to what Moshe Rabbeinu said and Harashi explained it. Moshe Rabbeinu said that if Chas V'Sholem you're not going to forgive them, and Chas V'Sholem you want to, you want to, as Hashem says, the one who sinned to me I'm going to erase from my, from my Sefer. If Moshe Rabbeinu would remain in the Sefer not be erased, what did Moshe say? People are going to say, I wasn't, des- I wasn't deserving to ask mercy for them, etc. What would, what would that mean? In other words, because he wasn't Moshe Nefesh to the extent of being ready to be erased. So what, what does it mean people are going to say about me? If people look at that like that, and Moshe Rabbeinu, then go, they're going to learn from Moshe Rabbeinu behavior for future generations that way. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't want. He wants we should learn from him exactly the opposite. That we should have this Mesiras Nefesh for every single type of Yid. So the Rebbe Dohaira clearly 
of how it has to be in the avoid of each and every one of us, that it's not only enough to have Avas Yisrael, and to every single Yid, and whatever state that person should be in, and that the Avas should even be Kamoicha like yourself, but was demanded is Mesiras Nefesh for another Yid, and for every single Yid, which is expressed in the idea of Oyev of loving every single one, and then bringing them closer to Torah.